Hey everyone out there, how's it going? Welcome back to ScreenSpeak. It's the podcast that's all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson, this is my podcast, and I want to sincerely thank you, as always, the listener, for coming by and giving this a listen. If you haven't done this, because assuming you could be a first-time listener at this point, I don't know, if you haven't done this, please go ahead and do so. Hit the follow button, that's the first thing. Number two, hit the bell, which is usually located right by the follow button. That way you don't miss out on any episodes and you simultaneously help support the growth of the podcast. And the last thing is, is if you're into social media, check out the podcast on its Instagram page, which is just at ScreenSpeak Podcast. Or you can also alternatively check out the Facebook community group, which is just titled ScreenSpeak. You can do that. You can do Instagram or you could do neither. Uh, It doesn't really matter, except it kind of does. It all goes towards supporting the podcast. So please, please go ahead and do that if you haven't done so. All you existing listeners out there that continue to do that, thank you so much for doing that. It really does mean a lot to me and this podcast. Okay, plugs are over. Let's get into the actual episode. I have a guest on this episode. It is a person that I've had on before. It's Mr. Kyler Avery. Kyler is a friend of mine, and he's also a fan of Avatar. He came on a while ago to talk about the first Avatar with me, and admittedly so, he was a little nervous. He says that in the podcast. I'm not breaching any trust by saying that. He was a little nervous. He'd never done a podcast before, but I think he ultimately enjoyed himself, and he enjoyed talking about Avatar. So I told him at the end of that episode if he wanted to come back for another podcast, we should just talk about the new Avatar movie because I don't want to do that episode solo. He's a big fan of the movie, of the franchise. That's Well, it's turning into a franchise at this point. Uh, so he wanted to come back and talk about it, and I was all too happy to have him back on. So we get into all things Avatar 2. Now, I'll make this clear before I let the conversation itself play out. Full spoilers, okay? Avatar is a huge movie. Avatar The Way of Water is a big movie. I'm going to assume if you're listening at this point that you've probably seen it. So if you haven't seen Avatar The Way of Water, do not listen to this episode. Just shut it off, go watch it, and then you can come back here and listen to our thoughts on the movie Avatar. But overall, I thought it was a good conversation. Um, It was nice to see him be a bit more loose and relaxed for this one, which is nice. You never know when you have somebody that hasn't done a podcast before. They're sometimes really nervous. This is sometimes their bag, so they just go into it with full confidence. Uh, I've really had a mix of both um, since doing ScreenSpeak. So always interesting to see how that unfolds, but it's great when it unfolds like how it does in this episode. So without any further introduction or rambling or delay, this is my conversation on Avatar The Way of Water with my friend, Mr. Kyler Avery. It's actually not live. This is none of this is well, live. This you is, know what I meant. Uh, pre pre recorded programming. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. Glad to be back. <laughs> I, I did not buy that for a second. You're just like, oh no, this is only my second time doing this. Like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Um, no, but but welcome back. I. This was actually hard for me to wait this long to to talk about this with you because I wanted <laughs> I wanted to talk about it sooner, but I was like, no, I'm like we re- we did the first Avatar together. I gotta wait till you see it. To- I hate going to the movie theater and it's packed. Like, yeah, we saw it right. 
I've saw I've seen it three times now, and uh, we just went right before this, and uh, the theater was packed, and I hated it. Uh, yeah. Like there's people had crinkly bags of. Did crap. you hear that one person behind us? That like I swear to God, it was like a ten. They were on, they just... were wrapping gifts behind us. I think. Are you serious? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I was <laughs> I gonna say it's like Christmas looked, has passed. But... I looked, and uh, it was just. Um, I think they. I think they had brought like brown paper bags, yeah, and like put popcorn in them for their kids or whatever. Okay, because like, but it's I, like you should pick something that isn't so noisy. If it felt excessive, because yes. like normally, like I like you know I don't mind. It's like you know we do that for a little bit. Like I get it. You gotta open up a bag of candy yep. or you know but, ruffle through, but it it just kept going. Yeah, and I was like, what in the hell is this? Um, have you ever seen anybody wrap gifts? Like in a theater? No. <laughs> I, I just I was I wasn't sure if like you were pulling from like a past experience or no. if like that was like No, I was that's just pulling it out pulling that. I I was in the moment I was sitting there and yeah. I was like thinking about like what are you doing wrapping gifts back there? Like I thought about like saying something, but I am not that I'm I am far to too non confrontational to do something like that. Yeah, you don't strike me as somebody that would like I mean, do you ever like Okay, you might not do the shush or like the I'm gonna grab a manager thing, but do you ever do like the Not to a stranger. But would you ever give them like the side eye? You know, like that you kinda like look at them like Yeah, but they won't see you do that. It's a movie theater. Unless it's a bright scene, they might see it. I mean I I did I did that in the theater. I looked at them. Like I I turned my head to look at them. Because sometimes the look's enough to get them to stop because they're like, I don't think it is. Or at least the first first time I was seeing it, I was with my family and my little brother kept pulling his phone out in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And he did it like two or three times, and then I was like, "Stop!" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like this is not the time or place to, to yeah. do that. Yeah, it reminds me just you talking. I'll, I'll get off this bad gift opening thing, but it does remind me of one of my worst movie theater experiences I had. Um, this was when I think it was it was the first Tom Holland Spider Man movie. It was a Spider Man uh, Homecoming, <clears throat> right? I think that's the first one with him. I don't know if you. Know. I thought there was one before that. Well, there was, I think there's like, there's homecoming, there's far from home, and then there's a like way from home. I I think. I think I'm saying this right. It doesn't matter. The first Tom Holland Spider Man movie. It's going to be a Spider Man Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when I saw that movie, it was uh, at the the old Windsong Theater here uh, down the road. Oh, you're talking about the one that was on the other side of town from the other theater. So, not the one that we went to. The one that's the AMC now. Yeah, but well, now it's not anything. It's just... Oh, did they close? It's just sitting there. It's just literally empty space. I think it just went under from from COVID. But when they were open and that Spider-Man movie came out, I went to go see it with um, my then-girlfriend at the time and then a couple friends. And I, I still like will never forget. It was like thirty minutes into the movie, thirty minutes into the movie, and these people like with their family just show up. They they just come in, which I was already kind of baffled at at that point because I knew it wasn't anybody new. Like they were just straight up coming into the movie a half hour late. Which at that point I'm like, what? Like why bother? Like right. why are you even here? Yeah. Um, but then it occurred to me they probably just used it as glorified babysitting time because then there was like five kids. That came, you know, running oh, in. God. And they didn't have gifts that they were wrapping, nothing like that. But I'm not kidding. They brought in a bunch of grocery bags and just practically had a whole meal there. Like they had, like it, I think they had like a pork chop or something. Oh, they had no. like snacks. They had two liter sodas. And like they're just 
like going to town on it. Stopped at the Walmart deli on the way. I mean, probably. It, it was <laughs> like it was just really obnoxious, and like I think everybody else was like able to still enjoy the movie, but it took me out of it so bad that I was just focused on them the whole time that I actually had to um, go back at a later date and watch it again so yeah. that I could actually watch the movie because I, I I wasn't really watching it. It was just it was terrible. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't do that. Um. But let's talk about Avatar. Right. The whole, you know, reason for being here. No, no. The reason for for being here is just this. Just talking. Just whatever. Nonsense. There doesn't have to be a point. I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. So Avatar 2. Um, I I have opinions. Yeah. I mean, I would would hope. Not not all positive, actually. I would say, too, that, you know, we, we might have an interesting back and forth on this. Mine is mostly positive, but... I yes. could also, I could, and I think I probably will understand where some of the potential grievances could come from. But the so the main ones that I have are uh, yeah, I like, guess overall thoughts. Why don't we Why don't we start there? I mean, I think it's just about as good as the first, mm. if not. I don't know if I'd say better, but uh, to me, it seemed like the second movie was like an afterthought. Of the first, like I don't know okay. if if there was actually a plan for a sequel, uh, yes. based on like the story and the way things were introduced in the second one. I feel like there were several things that could have been mentioned in the first movie that just weren't. Like, wait, hang on. So when you say mentioned in the first movie, you're talking about like this, or you mean like Avatar One? Avatar One. I mean, okay. Like, um, obviously. Don't listen to this if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, I would hope that they're not saying it at this point. But, uh, yes, but don't, don't. you know, there's uh, Spider. It yep. was never mentioned that... That Courage had a kid. Never. Ever. Yeah. Um, also, <clears throat> uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, they came back. Uh, it, I, there's just stuff about the story that seemed like they just made things up to make a sequel. Okay. But the things weren't set up for that to happen at the end of the first movie. You know what I mean? So you're saying like some of the things that are introduced in this didn't really feel like they came organically from the first one. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Well, we'll definitely be, we'll definitely be getting into the plot and all that. But I think the first thing I wanted to talk about, um, just my overall thoughts too. I'll, I'll give that, and then I'll I'll kind of go into what I had planned for those. Okay. Yeah. Um, overall thoughts. I I did enjoy this. Kind of similar to you. I mean, I think I enjoyed it almost as much as the first one, just from I think a pure theatrical experience. You know, yeah. Because I I did enjoy the 3D. Uh, I love them kind of exploring a different biome of Pandora with the ocean that that gave it some fresh uh, fresh air with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like the, you know, the new creature designs, the different clan. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the humans coming back. I don't love all the way on, like, kind of how they got them back into the story. It's not quite quite what I would have done, but I still, like, I know, you know, you have to have them there. They're at the antagonist at the end of the day. Um, but visually, like, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I also did enjoy some of the new themes in the movie, like, with family and kind of the conflict that would come of you're trying to protect your kids but also at the same time, it's like, when do you fight versus not fighting? Right. So there were some interesting angles, I thought, with that. Um, and I think just 
being a, a big fan of the first one and, and following the road that it's taken to get to where we're at now, which is Avatar 2, I, th- I think I appreciate the movie a lot just from that aspect of it. Just knowing like the how technicality the te- of the, making the, it and all well, that. The, the technical work behind it, the road it actually took to, to get there, which I don't know how much you know about like everything that's kind of preceded Avatar 1 to get to where well, we're we, at now. Uh, after recording the last podcast, we went and watched the director's cut or whatever and it sort of talked through a lot of that yeah because we watched like some of the behind the scenes but i mean like what's been happening since the release of avatar to like oh no i I haven't everything i don't know like anything about any of that i went pretty deep into it Mm -hmm. and so i know that it's taken a lot of work to get to this point and the reason i bring that up on here and just kind of going back to my appreciation for the movie is that I, I guess I don't like expect the average audience member to necessarily go super in depth on like the development behind the scenes and everything like that. I get it. It takes time, but I, I started getting annoyed just over the years when I started seeing people like joke, like, Oh yep. They, they, they're talking about the avatar sequel again. The thing that'll never come out. Cause you know, it's been like seven years. At this it's point, like half-life three, years. right? <laughs> What's that? It's like half-life three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it like, like it's the sequel that never happened. Yeah. And, I get it took a long time from that perspective, but I get annoyed because if you bother to actually take a look at what's been happening between now and then. Yeah, but people don't. No, take the I, time. well, gen, mass people, like mass populace. Yes. Like there are people that will check into this, it is I'm a, sure. But is, it is a massive generalization of me saying, by yes. me saying that. Yeah, and, and I'm not big on generalizations, but I just, I couldn't help it because I'm online like everybody else. And I just, I started getting tired of like these comments being like, oh my gosh, Avatar 2. And oh, it's never going to come out. And like, what a waste of time. No one cares about the Navi and the blue people. Like, I, you know, I, I'm a, I guess I'm a defender at the end of the day. Of I mean, clearly movie. they do. I right. It, clearly, the the movie is making money. It's made now over a billion dollars in less than two weeks no. from its release. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's not nothing. I know they had to probably spend a ton of marketing capital to get there, but it's not nothing. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of walk through, uh, just for my listeners, the the road to kind of get to Avatar 2, just so I can hopefully maybe help clear some of this up and, and maybe explain to people that don't know as much why it's taken so long to, sure. to get these sequels. I think it's interesting. Um, so <clears throat> let's go all the way back to 2009, December of 2009. That's right after when, the first one was released? No, that's when the first one was okay. released. Yeah. So... Avatar 1 is released in December of 2009, but you have to remember, too, that Cameron originally conceived Avatar in 1995. Uh, Titanic, I think, was like shot, released sometime around 98, we'll call it. Right. Um, so he had been conceptualizing, working on it for quite a while, and then, you know, 2005, 2006, that's when he starts to actually get into production on the movie, um, you know, and work it all up. And then, again, 2009 of December is when the first one releases. Now, after that point, we all know what happened. The movie blew up. It became huge. It changed the game for 3D. Um, it, it perf- not perfected, but it largely improved on performance capture that had previously been done in other films in the past. Um, and then Cameron uh, then started doing more deep ocean exploration. So I don't know if you remember that he went to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Uh, so there's a documentary I... I can't think of the name of it. It might be called like like Challenger Deep Dive or something like that. Because I have I, no idea. Someone can look this up. But there's a documentary that he put out, and he helped 
like engineer this submersible to go to the very bottom of the ocean. And he's one of like the few, I don't actually know if anybody's gone as deep as he has. Like he might've actually set a record for it. Yeah. I would not do that. (laughs) It's, it's a really good documentary. Like I would, I would definitely recommend watching it because it also showcases the love that Cameron has for the ocean and the water and everything, which we'll talk about that as well. Right. Um, but anyway, so he goes and does that. He does this, uh, um, another documentary on like the remains of the Titanic, uh, Ghost of the Abyss. So he's doing that in the meantime, doing these documentaries, doing this deep sea research. He's also um, taking a lot of his time and in getting into actual conservationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he goes actually to, he, I think he goes to like Brazil and like a other handful of countries like that, trying to find ways to get them clean water uh, and do things like that. So this is taking like i'm i'm kind of generalizing here but this is taking years of his time and cameron himself has gone on record and saying that kind of during this time in his life he really wasn't sure actually if he was going to do sequels to avatar okay kind of to your point yeah um but then around 2012 is when he kind of gets back into the saddle so to speak for avatar and he's like okay i i think i want to have more stories to tell on this planet but I don't want to just like do another sequel. He's like, I really want to like kind of take my ideas and concepts and put it into a writer's room and flesh out multiple sequels, sort of like what Peter Jackson did for shooting all three Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. simultaneously. So that starts in 2012. He gets a bunch of writers. Some of them were um, on board with him from the first one that helped him kind of pen the story up. Right. And from there, from 2012 to about 2015, it's my understanding that those writers basically just solely worked on the story because they were planning on shooting uh, Avatar 2, 3, 4, and potentially even 5 all back to back. And they also were wanting to develop new um, underwater motion capture technology that hadn't been done because Cameron's always had a love and fascination for underwater exploration. He wanted to further that. I mean, the joke is that South Park makes even that like he sets such a high bar for himself. I feel like he doesn't even want to do a movie unless he feels like he's pushing the envelope beyond what is expected. UV lights on. Pressure system is normal. Music on. His name is James James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no seat too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. Systems are normal. You guys hearing the song okay up there? James, we'd hear the song. He spends all this time doing that. And then finally in 2015, uh, maybe 2016 is when they actually start shooting the sequels. Uh, And again, they're filming these back to back. And what you have to remember too about the sequel shooting is that Avatar is not a traditional movie. You have an entirely separate component of it that is like live action. And then you have all performance capture. And then you have all the effects that have to get sent over to Weta Digital to go ahead and perfect how the Navi look. So very complicated and also very time-consuming to do that. Um, And then I think, it's also my understanding that around actually 2019-ish, the second one could have actually conceptually been ready to go. Like it could have actually, it could have actually been released, I think. But then what ends up happening, of course, in 2020 is that whole thing called coronavirus and the pandemic. And I don't know why they didn't necessarily release it before that or if it was actually ready. 
I feel like they just at the time didn't think the timing was right. And they were, you know, naturally just going to wait a little bit longer and push it into 2020 because they're like, whatever, it's just going to give the team more time to tighten up the effects. And no one's at this point in a super big rush for this. Right. Most of the work's been done. Uh, but then, of course, the pandemic happened and completely shook up theater as we know it. I mean, the entertainment industry is still recovering from it. So naturally, they're not going to sh- uh, drop it in 2020. We all saw what happened with Christopher Nolan's Tenet, which arguably you could call a uh, eh, success. But I, I don't think I even heard about it. There you go. (laughs) But point is, though, is that I I totally get why the studio wouldn't want to drop something like that during such conditions. And then 2021 is kind of a similar deal where, like, you're still in the woods with it. We weren't really fully out. And even you could still argue to this day, you know, there's still coronavirus that's out there. Yeah, it's never going to go away. No, I mean, like, we just we have to adapt with it and live with it. But then now, you know, this this brings us all the way up to now, you know, December of 2022 is when Avatar The Way of Water gets released. And then finally, Avatar 3 comes out in 2024. Avatar 5 uh, will come out in 2026. And then Avatar, uh, the next one would be 2028. So at least that's that's the roadmap right now. Yeah. Okay. I've been talking a lot on that. It's just it's a lot of it's a lot to unpack, but I mean I, I think it's again kind of worth mentioning going over this timeline rather than just thinking Cameron just sat there on the sequels and did nothing for the last thirteen years. Well yeah. No. Anyway, Most well, people don't do the research. No, I suppose not. But this is a podcast, so I just figure, hey, might, I mean, you, well you've be, done it, so might as well be informative. Yeah. Um, I guess. What are your thoughts on on just the time it took? I mean, were you I mean, patient enough, like, to wait? I didn't really expect a sequel, so did I would. I was like, yeah, that was a good movie, but uh, as far as I was concerned, that was the end of it until I heard that, yeah, there is a sequel coming and there's a release date, and I was like, oh, nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. I'm glad it's doing well. I think it's uh I think it's deserving of the um success it's seeing. Over 3000 people worked on that movie yeah. or these movies, I should say. I believe it. Yep. Um let's talk about the story. Let's let's get into it cuz I, I I think, you know, I want to kind of hear more about like some of the things you weren't super thrilled about. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about some of that as well and just kind of go into it, but like the the story itself, like let's go. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, also, I think in the first podcast, I said something about it being sort of story-wise, you know, very uh, formulaic, I think is what I said. This one wasn't any different. Bad thing happens. <clears throat> humans are coming back. Right. Then they're like, oh, we got to fight them. So plot-wise, it's still fairly... It's still formulaic, but yeah. I don't think that's... I don't think the story is really what makes the Avatar movies good. Right. <clears throat> like I said, visuals and uh, and all that was probably my favorite. Uh, but yeah, humans come back. They fight the humans. Uh, this time, uh, you know, the general came back. Yeah, as uh, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that as <laughs> as a Navi uh, is now it a clone. Yeah, because yeah, it's not him, which is which is also a thing that I think they could have like hinted at in the first one. You know, that, getting like, back to my he, uh, he would have like 
the fact that they cloned or like got right. extracted the memories or whatever yeah. is but to be fair to be fair again just to cameron i do think he kind of thought that first one was just gonna be i thought one it, done. yeah i think i think you're probably right yeah so he probably didn't even <clears throat> think of it at the time yes you know um but yeah so he came back you know you get him going out to be a headhunter basically for the main character jake sully yep uh who i i think he actually kind of took more of a uh supporting role in this movie well both the both the mom and the dad do because you have a lot of new characters with the kids and the family yep um so it's only natural that like you have to kind of share the screen time where you will and then we also have to keep in mind too that because we now know that these other sequels are coming coming down we don't know i guess how big of these other roles they have to kind of play as the story continues right um And then the story also introduces, you know, a few questions to be answered in this in the next one, obviously, or the next few, I right. suppose. Um, the main being, uh, at least the main question I have after the first, after watching this, yep. is, um, I'm forgetting the character's name. Um, Which one? Sigourney Weaver's daughter. That's like Kiri. I think yeah, it's yeah, Kiri. Yeah, yeah. Ki- it's not Kiki, it's a Kiri. It's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and it's you know how she came to exist uh, yeah. and you know why she's different compared to everyone else why does she have such a strong connection to awa or whatever right i have some theories i i also do but you okay. know we we won't we won't end up with a concrete answer until no, but or we, maybe we, we won't well, we even can, end up with a concrete answer. Yeah, but I think it'd be fun to speculate. I mean like that's yes. you know it's fun to yes. it's fun to speculate um think about this. I mean this. it was born from the avatar of Sigourney Weaver's character. Yes. Uh, Which, I mean, it is... Well, I guess I... I, Let me me ask it and and see what you thought about this because I I do remember that it's not like... It's not like in, like, The Matrix where it's, like, if you become disconnected, like, you know, in, like, that, like, you die, right? Like, the human does not die from it necessarily or neither does the Avatar. Right. Like, they can, like, disconnect from each other. Um, and I guess it would make sense that her avatar is still alive because the avatar itself, I don't think ever well, got all of, in the first one. All of the, I mean, biologically, obviously, I don't know right. the biology of a Navi, and I no. think they have the creative freedom to kind of do whatever they want anyway. But right. I mean, I'd assume that when they're disconnected, there's some sort of they're in some sort of coma state where. Yep. They're just like a vegetable. Their, their brainstem or whatever takes care of, you know, their heart beating, the breathing, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of the automatic functions of your body. Uh, so as long as they keep nutrition going through the blood, like, right. you're going to be fine. Um, but I guess my big theory is that uh, when they were doing, like, the little ceremony thing to put Sigourney Weaver's character yeah. into the avatar mm-hmm. i think like awa did something to like create life in the womb of the avatar somehow yeah i have i have a few uh, yeah a few thoughts on this so <clears throat> my my theory is similar to yours uh i don't think there's like a dad like a yeah, straight I don't dad think, like I they, they kind of so joke they're like oh it's norm man like he's kind of yeah. you know he thinks sigourney weaver's hot um i don't think it's that it it does give me a vibe like a strong vibe of like 
almost she could be like the Jesus of Pandora. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, because, you know, just like, you know, Christ and whatnot, I'm try- trying to get preachy, but like, you know, you know, Jesus doesn't have a biological dad. It, the, the conception of him is considered mysterious. So I, that's kind of immediately where my mind went was that somehow, like you said, because of, uh, Sigourney Weaver's soul kind of being absorbed into Awa, perhaps it's like a reincarnation, uh, well, into the character of Kiri, which is played by Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. So that's interesting. A or it was like a year old playing a 14 year old, or it was like a partial transfer of yeah. Sigourney Weaver's, What's the character's name? Kiri. No. Oh, Grace Augustine. Yeah. Yep. Or it's like Grace's... No. no. It's definitely yeah, not Grace. all of Grace because they have those scenes where like she's talking to Grace being like, hi, well, mom. Like right, that but I think it's like a partial transfer because then that could also explain why connecting to the spirit tree or whatever it was called mm-hmm. uh, caused the seizure and everything because, yeah. because there's a part of Grace's soul or whatever that's, that's in, in the Awa. soul tree yeah. and there's part of it that's in kiri so maybe it's just like it like them connecting is like like an almost unnatural it's like circuit breaker overload or yeah something. yeah i don't know i mean that that scene i think is certainly going to be one that's going to be speculized about until until this new one comes out because it's certainly well, like a what the hell just happened assuming there. that it even answers it that might be a question yeah. that they use to i don't know like they may not even answer it. No, but she does. We also know that she does have like an un, un not an unnatural, but she has a, a super strong connection to the environment. Like she can even control, as we see in the right. movie, some of the environment. Other people can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think, no matter you know, no matter what, I think it's pretty clear that her character is going places in the new one, and that she's going to play. I would think a pivotal part of this next one yep that's I what agree. i think for sure um but I, I i i did enjoy that i'll say that like i enjoyed how that character exists i don't know where it's going necessarily right now but like i enjoyed the character it, it never like took me out that sigourney weaver was this person like i could sometimes hear it like in the voice pick oh yeah like, oh that's, I, that's... I didn't even really think about it it's just i guess i don't really care about who plays who like or whatever yeah it's just the character and yeah. whether or not you know, they right. play the character. Yeah. Well, I, and I think they did a good job. I agree. I just, I, sorry for me, I, I go back to like the performance for this character particularly, just because Sigourney Weaver, again, she's like 70 or like she's older for sure. And I just find it very fascinating. Somebody, even with performance capture, having to essentially pretend to be a kid again. Right. I mean, just from an actor's perspective, I think that's, a really unique challenge and i i wonder like if she just loves james cameron so much that she's like oh yeah like sure like i'll play a kid whatever like or if there was like they had to like maybe like talk about it more um i don't know but i want to talk about stephen lang being back as the colonel mm, you yeah know, blue 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 devil uh he's back and i from what i've seen anyway and i'll, I'll talk about what i think about this too but some people aren't happy about him like being the villain because they're like like wasn't he like just dead i think yeah i think that that was sort of hammer fisted like he you know like he plays a great villain like he's a great he's a great bad guy but like uh i don't know the way the first one ended it seemed like that should have been the end of it 
for him at least. Right. <clears throat> yeah, the humans are still the the bad guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do do you think they just could have like perhaps like take this new general girl like the general? Yeah, she could have been. Like, she she could have been, been like, the a, new a bad new, guy, like bad person. The new like antagonist. <clears throat> This this is something where I, I kind of have to be careful with how I go about this because, I, I don't know. For, so for me, because I know other sequels are coming, it's like the story is not complete. So well, it's hard sure. it's hard for me. Sure. Like I, But I get it from like just a a singular movie. If I'm not looking at the but even if you're ahead. even if you're not looking ahead, like they didn't need to bring him back to have a sequel. I didn't hate him being back though well neither did i yeah i i agree he plays mm-hmm. a great villain he right. he played the part great mm-hmm. he was awesome <laughs> but like i think like i don't know it seems like such a weird i mean they really just sort of forced it in there right like there was no reason that they had to bring him back did he have to come back no no i mean i'll say like just to answer that i think i think no i don't think he like you could have still i think told a story even depending on how the sequel shape uh shape up without him and it probably still would have been pretty compelling yeah i i can agree with that but i didn't hate him being back because at least what i found interesting was he was a pretty good baddie in the first one and i don't know if they just maybe didn't like want to find somebody else for you know, to either try to like duplicate him or be similar to him. And they still felt there was more to tell with it. But I guess what I liked is that when he did come back, it's not just straight him. Like even his avatar is like kind of younger. He's in a even more prime state physically. Well, sure. Um, Certainly could be more menacing because he can obviously, I thought they were actually going to do more with that. Like having him like blend in with like the people and kind of get like more gorilla style into like his warfare. But that didn't, really happen uh, well i mean it was still guerrilla warfare but yeah but i don't know i thought like he was going to like i don't know even become more navi like just like get in the mud as he says that at one point in the movie um part of me thinks that the reason why they brought him back is because they're gonna have him ch- like have a change of heart i was in the thinking, next sequel the same thing because of the way that this one ended with his son spider or yeah. i think his real name was miles right yeah was, i mean sounds like he just did like a junior thing you yeah know, his his character's name's miles <clears throat> but yes i i thought the same thing i i kind of immediately thought that i was just like well i mean he did do like let's think about this like in the first one i would definitely argue that he is like the actual miles courage is doing a shitload of damage like he is bad like yes. he is just like he's destroying and, home tree. He is like being directly responsible for bad stuff happening. Whereas this clone, I mean, there is a scene where he has him his like his he's still doing bad this, stuff. Yeah, but hear me out here. I'm saying like, but he, he's he he hesitated because yes. his kid was there witnessing it. That and oh, hang on, so. I'm, I'm trying to piece this together. Okay, so yeah. it's like he, you know, he does order like his one uh, bald grunt guy to shoot the fish. You know, not great. Right. Obviously, it's bad. He's, you know, but then them, like, go and torture the people. Like, I'm not saying that he's not doing bad stuff, but I feel like comparatively to what the actual Miles did, it's not as horrible. Meaning that if he does redeem, it's you could make a, a case to have the redemption be a bit more passable. If that, but. Happens. uh 
I think without the Miles character, it wouldn't happen. I think he would like have. Like his son. I think he would have continued to, yeah, his son. I think he would have continued to do bad things. So like they were at uh, that first, <clears throat> the first, uh, oh God, the words are so big uh, and my brain <laughs> is so small. It's uh, <laughs> not true. <laughs> uh, the Metcaina. Uh, Metcaina. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ocean people when they're, when he was at the first village, uh, he uh, was going to kill the. Um, yeah, he was like straight up going to have the guy shoot the girl. Yeah, for not. Well, it, it was it was even the um, <clears throat> the Saik, I think is the word. It's supposed to be like their healer or whatever, and then yep. uh, this it's a very pivotal role in yep. the village, yep. and they were just going to kill her. But yep. uh, I think his son spider mm-hmm. uh ended up preventing that from happening yes which i, I mean I, he still burnt <clears throat> the village to the ground basically sure yeah i'm not i'm not like condoning him i mean he's certainly bad in this he's yes. certainly very bad but i just feel like yes to what you said his son certainly seems to be something that like wasn't in the last movie like he didn't have any semblance of a heart in the last movie right. whereas this is a more personal connection so it is i guess so to speak showing a potential side that could have been in the real court but now this clone that has his memories still feels you know i suppose a sense of conflict with that because of just the blood relationship there yeah because you know the story is ultimately about family at the end of the day um, but yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. No, I would agree with this too, though. Cause like, if I am thinking about it just on the fly, yeah, he probably would have straight up executed like everybody there had the kid not been there. Yes. I, yeah. I think that that, that makes sense. But I, yeah, I do think cause at the end when the, when, you know, when his kid saves him, I remember like, cause I've now seen this uh, twice in theaters and I still remember a couple people whispering around this being like, Oh my God, like, why is he saving him? Why is he saving him? Did you think it like made sense for him to save him? I mean, like if you try and put yourself in the shoes of him, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Even, even if family is terrible, it is still very hard to like completely disconnect and not have some sort yeah. of bond and even if he wasn't family like you know saving him would have been the right thing to do yeah because he was raised by the Sullies essentially which mm-hmm. are good people and they probably well, like you know no man left behind kind of thing i don't know if i'm reaching for that i mean the 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 good is difficult <clears throat> because you know there's two sides to it right yeah and I don't know necessarily that there's a good or an evil side there. There is two different, you know, species of beings, yeah. highly intelligent, and they're both just trying to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, humans kind of are being real, uh, real, real, real mean about it. And, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, from the Navi side, mm-hmm. definitely humans bad. I think it made sense that that he saved him. I that, I that I think did. so too. <clears throat> uh, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's it would be a very. I mean, 
it was sort of hinted at that it was a very big like mm-hmm. moral dilemma for him yes when he found him yes because there was like probably 30 seconds before he decided what to do i think the character of spider i i actually was surprised because like i liked him more than i thought because sometimes like i don't know, like like he could have definitely ran the risk of being like the annoying kid character like it it could have came off bad if they didn't get a good actor to to you know do that right um but what i found interesting about his character is that almost almost like an opposite of jake where it's like you know he uh you know jake starts to be a human gravitates more towards the navi it's almost like you flip the switch on this where this character really kind of knows the Navi, but hasn't really known humanity. Yep. He hasn't really had human contact. And so like, I feel like true human contact. There's the couple human side characters that are there with him, but he hasn't really had that kind of upbringing. So I feel like instinctually he would have a curiosity about that. Even if he knows that like his dad is like this like scumbag person. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, it's like there is something to be said about just like your primal urge to like be connected to something bigger than your, yourself. And I, I think I, does that make sense? Yeah, what I'm trying yeah. To go for? Yeah, I think I think the only <laughs> the reason that Spider was there is majorly as a plot device uh, mm-hmm. to drive the story because you know without Spider in this there wouldn't have been like some uh, there wouldn't have been a step to step on for the sequel after this one for the third yeah because i guess if if we're thinking about it you know without spider in at least that scene i mean courage would have just drowned or well even ignoring that like right even if courage uh like survived or whatever right? right uh without without spider like a lot of the things that spider was doing i think was driving the plot mm-hmm. um because like i don't think they would have found well i guess i'm just sort of like trying to think about like what would the story have been like without him in it it's hard to say right because he is a, a, a critical <clears throat> component to it but i think yeah i think even without him i think it would still have flown like mm-hmm. flown Flew by, fly by. Like, no, I don't know. Like I don't flew. I don't know what Did I'm trying to say. Derailed? Yeah, like it just it just collapsed. Yeah, yeah. But it's all right. Yeah, I think uh, that that's probably one of the bigger like plot devices for the next movie is Spider and Corridge. Uh, and, and yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. I mean, only only time will tell. It'll be fun to speculate um, for sure. Also, will be interesting to see because I imagine, you know, I is that my wife that just like yawned. Yes. Yep. Powerful mm-hmm. yawn. Uh, it was loud. Anyways, whenever the physical release for this comes out, I mean, Cameron releases usually are chocked full of behind the scenes stuff. So I'm sure I'll probably nerd out and watch every bit of it and yeah. try to speculate even further. I'm probably gonna wait to buy anything until after. Do you want to get like the, the last, massive like box, the box set? set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't I, that a tempting thing? Like, huh? it's a, t- it's a. I'm just agreeing with you. Like, oh it's yeah, a, it's a tempting thing when you know other sequels are coming and you're like, I'm just well, gonna wait. Like I could wait. Well, that's why I went and saw this one three times, right? Because you're just like, I'm going to get my fill (laughs) of this. And then, yeah. And then, then, you know, I'll probably watch the first and the second one before the third one comes out again to refresh my memory and so on. But, um, 
anyway, uh, the plot. The plot. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's let's uh, let's shift gears here. I mean, we're going to stay on the plot, but I want to talk about just kind of entering back into Pandora. Like, what did you think of? The of just everything that transpired from the first to the second, because the first kind of act of the movie, they were showing it, like the forest and what Jake's been up to and everything like that. It is, I think they did a poor job of like communicate, like like the exposition. communicating how much time had passed from the events of the first movie till mm-hmm. the end. Like I have no idea how old any of his kids are. Okay, like I assume they're all like mid to late teens well the oldest is mid to late teens yeah um but it's still like i don't know like is it or maybe i don't know it's it's hard to say how how much time had passed between the events of the first movie and this and the second yeah i mean i know in the in the beginning they like when they're kind of going through the exposition dump of that scene of just like this is what I've been doing, um, right? They have like that one year later thing. So like we know we know at least one year yeah, has gone. <laughs> like we we know that, but yes, I I mean I would I would understand where you're coming from. We were like during that sort of montage of like the family. It's not quite clear the age and, right. and whatnot. I guess you kind of guess. I mean, I'm trying to think what they would do to fix that. Just you know, past putting like year twenty one, and whatever. I think, and I think doing that is sort of like kind of lazy. When they say you know one year later or whatever, it's like okay, right. like this time has passed and nothing of any real consequence happened between there. Like, uh, the, the, well, the only thing I think I saw that happen is it looked like because I don't think they were in like that cave fortress in the Hallelujah Mountains prior to the humans re-returning. They were yeah. still in the forest. I, I and think like, you're right. that made them retreat up there. At least that's that's what I got. Um, yeah, I would assume. But- I, I, did, I did think it was interesting how... I actually would have... Well, hang on. I, it was interesting that they... The, like more of the Navi, at least the ones in the forest, were kind of becoming more accustomed to the human weaponry that was left behind. Because it, like, you know, well, Sully I has don't his think raids and everything. I like don't that. think. Oh, well, that was after the humans came back. Oh, it wasn't like they didn't have any of that stuff before. You don't? No, think? I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. that they. I think they got that from doing the raids. I guess. I, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense to to get because like, I mean, at least probably like 10 years had gone by since the right. events of the first movie I, and I mean, definitely yeah at least yeah and i d- i doubt that you know i guess it's hard to say but yeah i mean from jake's perspective i don't know if he would have expected them to come back i mean could how could you not i mean i don't know they got <laughs> they got their butts kicked pretty hard yeah so. but i just uh, to me i the the business person in me kicks in where it's like I feel like no one would want to let like let an investment go to waste. Like they probably spent a truckload of money building yeah, but they, that whole operation. Yeah, but they abandoned it completely. I know, but like they they weren't even when they came back. They weren't even going for the unobtainium anymore. Yeah, did you think that was interesting? That like they don't even mention it. It's like apparently unobtainium doesn't really matter now. Now it's just well, now whale, that, whale goop that stops aging. And also, it's like how how do they find that? They were purely searching for unobtainium, and then they were like, oh, there's these whales, Yeah, so let's kill them, and then let's drill into their brain so we can get their goop and test it. And they made it definitely sound like that (laughs) that was like a a practice, because, you know, it wasn't the first time when those guys did it. They're just like, yep, we've done this before, let's get the drill, like, just... Right, but they'd only been there for like a year? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, I thought that was a pretty big plot hole. 
where they were just like, yeah, this is this is the money maker right here. This is worth way more than unobtainium. Like, I, I understood what they were doing with their clear imagery of like, you know, the space whales of Avatar are certainly mirroring people that like hunt and poach whales and sure. other stuff. Like, I totally bought that. Got it. Message loud and clear, Cameron. I want to save the whales. I get you. But I, 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 I <laughs> it was will, very just like. But I will agree. I, no, I will agree with you about the the new unobtainium, the whale goop, right? Because they kind of just have the scene where it's like, "Yep, yeah, we got the whale goop," and you know, you kind of thought at first like they're just like hunting the whale to like you know draw out the Navi to piss them off because like they killed one of their beloved sea creatures. Mm-hmm. But then they have the scene, you know, with the goop, and I feel like again, maybe it's just sequel setup that they even have that line in there. It stops human aging completely, like. It, are they just saying that because this whale goop is going to come into play or is I it don't just think so. I think, I think it's just, just purely a plot device. I think so. And I don't even think it's a necessary plot device really. I don't know. I think the only reason that, I mean, they had to make it worth something yeah. to kill the whales. Otherwise they wouldn't have had the equipment to do it. Yeah, I guess I, I will say like, I don't know where they're going with it. It might just be baloney right now because I I don't when I, I first, feel like it won't come up again because when I first saw the new one one of my questions once they kind of started having the humans come back more is I'm like okay who's gonna bring up unobtainium like someone's gonna talk about this and then apparently it's just nah, nah we don't need we don't need that yeah, who cares that it sells for twenty trillion a kilo like whatever yeah it's like why aren't they doing both <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't get that. I, I can admit that that's a problem. That's yeah. a problem right there. There's a gap there, I think. Yes. And again, I, I guess I'll keep being, you know, de- beating a dead horse um, and just being like, well, maybe it'll make sense when the other ones come out. But for now, I, I, I can see what you're saying. That's, that's also a, a big, uh, <laughs> a big, I sort of think into things a little bit more than I should probably. But like, there's that scene where the humans are landing, right? For the yeah. first time again, where they have the big, uh, rocket. Yep, and it just like and it just burns everything, everything right? Yep. They know where Jake is, right? They know he's in the mountains. Why don't they just do that to the mountains? Like just land on it and just like burn him up. Yeah, well, I don't know if they can they land their equipment up there. Why does they don't need to actually land anything there? They have the ability to just hover <laughs> above the ground, right? Okay, so wait a minute. You're saying that like. Like the the big like rocket that's like dropping down, just like all right, we like let's just position them over these mountains. If it's that big of a problem <laughs> that they cloned a guy, like twenty guys, to send yeah. them in to hunt the guy down, and they, I don't know. So it seems they, like you're saying like like it kind of seems like they have the firepower, like just I, fine. I think like, I think that they could have just avoided it all and they could just torch just torch it, just burn the whole thing down because clearly they don't care. They say at one point that they want to like because they say Earth is dying and that they're going to try to recolonize it. So would that want like make them not want to torch the whole planet if like they have plans? Well, of yeah, but if the it? one guy is that big of a problem that they need that they need to, yeah. you know do this whole thing like it's like almost it's it's reminding me of like when you know america and like the world for that matter was so hard up on getting osama that like i'm pretty sure most people were co- perfectly fine with drone striking the hell out of different areas if well, there was yeah. a possibility it gets them and i mean right from our perspective 
that would have been terrible because there would have been a bunch of innocent people that would have died. But for sure, it, and is it's that, the same is story. That maybe, well, is that a thing? Are there are there humans that like don't want bad Navi press that like don't want to see them cook the? I mean, they the, all the Navi. the Navi already hates the humans. They call them demons, right? Like, like they had four the the Sully family. Some of them had four fingers, and they were like they have demon blood, and everyone yeah. is like. That's awful. This is terrible. Like, yeah, even some of the Navi are just like, ugh, gross. Like, yeah. yeah, and I just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the reason for them not just doing that, right? Like, if the Navi are that big of a problem, it. like, why, like, why not just take the nuclear option? <laughs> like, like they don't care. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't have burned the big whole spot to land in the first place. Maybe it's just the whale goop. Like they figured out, they figured out the whale goop. Yeah, but <laughs> they figured that out. That has though, nothing right? to do with the land. Yeah, just like just torture and just. <laughs> and it's not like they have yeah. to do that everywhere. They want one guy and they, dead. And they certainly didn't try to like you know say well we we can't like hurt the unobtainium reserves like there wasn't any line. Of, well, like, even that. even then, fire isn't going to hurt that probably. Yeah, that's a nope. metal or it's a it's a mineral. Well, yeah, so, yeah, but probably be fine. Also, it's underground, like. I feel like uh, let, let me ask you this: If you met James Cameron, would you ask him this question? Like, just I would like, probably hey, like, ask him a like, lot of why questions. Why didn't you like just straight up like have him? You know, just well, I know why they place. didn't, and it was because there wouldn't have been a movie without <laughs> without <laughs> if they did that. It's like no, it's like I'm in just, the horror movie. It's like oh, we have to go live in this creepy house. No, <laughs> like it's just that yeah, easy. Then yeah. there's no movie, but. I'm just trying to picture like Avatar two and like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a over, thirty minute it's movie over in like fifteen th- like yeah like 20, 20, 30 minutes and just like the humans are up. coming back burns that <laughs> <laughs> just end credits yeah yeah that'd be a short movie uh, that's fair like I get why they didn't do it but at the same time it's like yeah you knew where they were like I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, this is this is another reason for me to go back and rewatch it too, because you know, I you're you're not you're not wrong to have any of these thoughts. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, like, they, it, it totally is logical where you're coming. Like, from. I I get why they didn't do it, but but it's still, like, it's like I, I notice it. You see it, right? Yeah, I always see plot holes like that, and it's just like, are you that guy? Like, usually, like, like, like if you watch something, you're just like, well, hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I. They, they need a they need a guy that. like like me or that does that <laughs> on like the uh, uh, yeah just be in there and be like hold on hey hold, guys hold like, on. did we think about this <laughs> come on like I have these questions based off of what you just said like how does that work well you know I don't know if you know uh, if you know this just like on the filmmaking process but usually big movies like this especially ones where they know there's going to be sequels they have script supervisors that are on set and they have them there purposely to kind of be not quite like to the extent that you're saying, but like they have them there to be like, if you're doing something and it doesn't continuity wise, like add up or yeah, like yeah, mesh, yeah. they'd be like, well, no, like we have to shoot it like this. Cause that doesn't make sense based off that previous scene. Basically like subject supervisor. matter experts of, of the story basically. Yeah, like they know the beats and like the pace and everything like that. Yeah. You could do that. I mean, maybe, but Be a consultant, they haven't shot Avatar five yet. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you got James Cameron's <laughs> phone number. I'll call him right up and well, just be like, call, "Hey, I call him Jimmy." Just be like, "Hey, I noticed all these holes in your plot, man. Like, what's going on?" Like, now, plot plot wise, Cameron's never been perfect, and I, I would mean, and I, I would definitely expect, I don't expect any movie to be perfect, but I no. notice when there's like gaps, an inconsistency, or or at least like 
It, you know what you're reminding me of right now is uh, I think it's Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Uh, mm-hmm. You're like kind of like Seth Green's character. Where rather than oh, going yeah. through like the convoluted <laughs> plot, like, he's just like, why tie dude, him like, up? Just like, shoot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, why don't you just go back in time to like when he's taking a crap? I got a gun in my room. We'll go kill him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back to the 60s and steal Austin Powers' mojo. If you have a time machine, why not just go back and kill Austin Powers when he's sitting on the crapper or something? Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, just like you don't care about nature. So why? Right. Like why? Oh my god! Go through all this headache and waste all these millions cloning these guys to go hunt the guy down. Just nuclear option. It's always, it's agent always agent Orange them to death. That's all you gotta do, man. Like, <laughs> damn, it's terrible. But I mean, we'll have to get you in touch with that with that writers' room. <laughs> yeah, we'll get right on that. We'll get right on that. Uh, I want to talk about the the Sully family, like the kids, uh, the kids and just mm. the, not just the kids of like Jake's, uh, Jake and Atiris, but like the new water clan, their, um, their kids. Like, what do you think of all them? So my first thought is what a shame for the, for the oldest kid, yeah. for the, for the actor that portrays him. I don't know who it is, but what a shame that your character died because you're going <laughs> to lose out on so much money. Like, I mean, he'll make. I mean, I'm sure he'll clear some I'm, good, some good. I'm fun, sure, but yeah, I'm but sure he's probably like, like. I can't be in the sequel. It's like, like dang it! Why did my character have to die, man? That's true. I actually, you know, thing I thought was interesting about just honestly a lot of the new characters and even the recurring ones too is, you know how like in the first one, uh, Sam Worthington. I'll just I'll use him as an example. Like you, you kind of connect with him as a human and a Navi. Like you see, like the actor, the real actor, and then you know the performance captured version of him and not be. Yep. And I always just wonder from an actor's perspective, if that would be difficult, if you're playing like kind of solely a Navi, cause like Natiri is Saldana. We never see obviously her as a human. Um, but I just like wonder, like maybe that would be good as an actor. Like maybe one of those kids, like they get famous off this movie, but like I, like they could totally walk by me in the street. I'd have no idea that it's probably them. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. There's like I know some anonymity mean. to like hide behind because they aren't they aren't immediately recognizable based off of no no the, and even like some of the ones they use I mean these are definitely up and coming actors like they've never been in things right so I just thought that was interesting yeah I I agree um, I like the new characters like I like uh, Cliff Curtis I've I've always actually liked him a lot as an actor he plays which, the main clan leader of the oh other people. yeah 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 um, okay I've seen him in a lot of things it's cool to see him in this movie. I liked his character overall. You know, he's kind of a strong, stern leader, has respect for Jake, but still concerns over his tribe and the family. Ronal, uh, Kate Winslet. I don't really, I thought they were going to do more with her. She didn't really Who, do it. Which character me. was that? That's the pregnant, uh, avatar. Oh, uh, the water. People. The, uh, you know what I'm, yeah, I know who, I know the character, but I'm trying like to think the mom. of, I mean, like, her well, she's the, She's like the uh, healer. Yeah, she's their healer. Yeah, but I forget the word for it. I can't think of it. Sahik. I think I think so. Or something. Or something similar. Um, But yeah, uh, I mean, the characters themselves was good. Um, I liked most of the younger kids. Like I like their dynamic with like the other kids, and like they're kind of doing that hazing thing where like you're not really from here, so we're gonna screw with you. Well, I mean, like okay, the part when they took. 
I feel terrible, but I didn't even catch the the younger son's name until like this <laughs> this last time that I watched it. Totally on the same page with you because the first time I watched it, I they only say his name cu- like three or four times in the whole movie, I think. And yeah, because there's Natayum's the he's the older the, brother, the, the older, yeah, and then that was the younger one. I think it started with a J, but I don't remember. Um, I, I, yeah, but the was, younger son, uh, when they took him out to the re- out of the reef, and then they left him behind, like yeah. that could have just straight up killed him. Like I thought that scene was good. I thought he was yeah. when I first saw the movie. I thought he was dead. Like yeah. I thought that was the end for that character. But then he makes friends with the whale. Yeah, which also the I forget what the name of the outcast whale is, but. Yeah, they said his name. I actually picked up his name a little bit more this time. The first time, I, I couldn't really quite remember. It starts with like a P. I yes, think. yes. Um, but that is one of my Pac- favorite. Pacayas? Uh, it's something like that. But I, um, I think that is like my favorite character of the, the whole movie. Yeah. Why? Just I don't know. There's something about being the one that's willing to fight back. Is just I like that. I definitely. I mean, I liked how. I mean, there's a couple of things I liked. One, I think there's just some gorgeous scenes with the yes. whales. I mean, like... I mean, that tons. was totally on purpose. And oh, yeah. Agree. Those, like, especially the one where um, the outcast and uh, the youngest son yeah. were, like, vertical in the water. I mean... Amazing. There's no reason for them to be positioned like that at all. But, but it looks cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is definitely there's definitely multiple sequences in this, and I didn't care because I had waited, you know, like everybody else, like 13 years. There's certain scenes there's, that you would argue are indulgent because yes, it's just they like, are pure look eye how candy. pretty we are. They're, it's like, it's just pure us. eye candy. That's all it is. But that's what, that's what I, I mean, that's, for, that's you know? Avatar. That's, yeah. That's like saying that like you're gonna go to like a Fast and Furious movie oh. and like if they try to like remove all the cars, you know, you're just like 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 that's come on like what are you there for like? Oh, and uh, while we're on the topic of family and uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious, yeah. <laughs> they should have got Vin Diesel in here, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny you should say that. Is he in the next one? He's gonna be the next antagonist. <laughs> I do, I don't. I don't know, but I will tell you because I've been following the development of Avatar for a while, and his name was attached to the project for a while. Oh, and, I, no. and I and I saw on the IMDb because I I follow that a lot too. I don't I don't think his name is on there, but for the longest time his name maybe was attached was in, on like all the sequels. Maybe he was in the writers' room, and that's why family's oh God, so let's, important. Let's, let's hope <laughs> but let's hope not. I mean, Vin, nothing against you, but you to me are not a. A, a, a terrific he, writer he's a family man what do you mean he certainly is, just, is something uh anyway <laughs> anyway um yeah there's i definitely like the i don't even remember the guy's name the human marine biologist that was in a lot of the scenes yes J- when, jermaine clementine or something like that yeah uh he's usually when, actually in comedies when he when he saw the tukun yeah the one fight back and he was like in awe he was like whoa like this is completely different than anything else we've ever seen and you almost like see i mean one i i like that he kind of has the conflict of i'm here to like be like the subject matter expert for these terrible well he doesn't want to be doing what they're doing right that's what i'm saying like he's he's there to be like this scientific expert but obviously he clearly hates it i like that his part where 
I, I can't remember if it's and that's why it, I drink. Yeah, he says, <laughs> like, that's why I drink. He's just like I literally feel ashamed of myself for like yeah. for like helping you piece of shit poachers out. He drinks to forget, but he always remembers. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's some dark truth. Yeah, dark um, dark truth that can happen. But I I actually think like that moment shortly shortly before the the dickhead Australian guy's arm gets ripped off uh, by the one, which great death. Oh, scene. when when he said great death scene when he says. Um, I thought you were the one with the harpoon or yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shortly around that scene, but I I almost feel like that character, the marine biologist guy. I hope I he think comes he, back. I think he was like so in awe of it. I actually think that if he were to die, he probably would have been okay. Because he probably would have just I, been like... I don't think he would have been upset by it. No, like I think it, like this, this is like we had this coming. Like... Like yes. The, the ocean is is telling us get the hell out <laughs> of us and like stop mining our brain goop and yeah, I think he'll come back because I didn't see him. I didn't see him straight up die. No, he got down when the yeah. when the cable came across. If so came, they would have been left back. in that boat, I think. Oh, so I apologize. My phone. Oh, I. Hang on, I'm gonna actually uh, take this quick. Yeah, that's One fine. Second. Okay, uh, where were we at? We were talking about the marine the biologist. and uh, the marine biologist, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be fine if he came back. I, I liked him. He, you know, he didn't like necessarily have a ton of screen time, but he was an enjoyable character. Yes, he was a very good supporting character for yes. like the main thing going on. Were you upset at all or just kind of fine with the fact that the the returning characters from the first one didn't really hardly do anything past like the epilepsy scene, like where they're there. Like they, they, they really took a backseat to everything else. I mean, I get it. Yeah. And I, I'm not bothered by it, but yeah. like, it's good to see them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're going to play some sort of role in the rest of the movies right. or maybe even, I mean, who knows? They might die in one of the movies. It's um, true. Cause I mean, they're, I, th- I think they sort of set up, the youngest son to be like a very important character in the following movies. Um, especially like with, uh, the scene where, um, Jake fights, um, Corich. I did like, he had his kind of Sam Worthington moment where he was just like, well, let's just get it done. Like, oh like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's badass. Like I was talking about fight. like after that fight when, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he passes out underwater, and then his son comes and drags him to the air pocket. That was a really good scene. And then he was like, basically, Jake was like, no, I'm done. Like, this is it. Yep. Like, get out of here. Go do your thing. And uh, that was a very beautiful scene, because I like that whole mantra that they established earlier in the movie with, like, that segment of the way of water, like, what they kind of say to each other. When, what is it they say, you know the ocean is within you or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I, I really like that whole, that whole sequence. Yeah. And just like, that's, it's just nice, nice writing there. The ocean is good. I like it. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to think, uh, what else like on just like the subject of like the new characters and whatnot. I don't really have a ton to say about them. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the ones that are still around for like the new story. Mm-hmm. It'll be curious to see if they also introduce other new characters or if they're just going to stick with these ones and, and no more new people. I'll be also curious too, if this general, that's not really all of that honestly imposing. Are you talking about one. the the woman yeah. that came in? Yeah. Like general Ardmore, I think is the character's name. I don't, I don't know. Like if, I think they were on the screen for like a total of a minute and a half or something. 
they weren't was, there that long. Yeah, I mean, they were there more like during like that weird like Clockwork Orange thing. <clears throat> like they have like the spinning thing, and like they have his eyeballs like jacked up for Spider. They're like, tell oh. us where they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll be curious to see what's going on um, with that character in the new one, and just sort of if you know Stephen Lang is going to continue to be the big bad, or if they're going to have him shift gears and maybe fade out. Maybe maybe I'll just get killed finally and just be like actually. Dead. I don't think so. No, I, I if they brought so him back either. for the second one, so hammer fisted, he's gonna be in the rest of them. I bet. It's unless true. unless like the only the only way I see him leaving is like if the actor dies. Yeah, that's true. But I think they they they've already filmed. I think almost all of Avatar three. Like at this point, they're just working on like the post production of it. Right. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about uh, just Jake and Atiri for a moment here, and then we'll we'll go on to some other stuff here. So I, immediately, I have some thoughts. I yeah. think yeah. I think they made Natiri like significantly more animalistic in this movie, and I think that that was really weird. You must certainly be talking about the scene where, like, shortly after her son dies, that well, she even, like goes like rampage. Even before that, I think. Okay. Like, um, I mean, that scene in particular is, um, definitely comes to mind, but Mm -hmm. I think that part is because it was, um, I think it was supposed to be like seeing it from the point of view of spider Mm -hmm. because I mean, he's human still. Right. And he just sees, you know, Natiri like take down like, I don't know, 12 dudes in a row. Like, Uh, but like, I don't know that scene, that scene is just really weird to me. Like I never saw an like that before. Well, you know what I mean, you have to factor in, of course, the death of the sun because well, sure. she's way in a not stable place. So perhaps it's like, you know, the real primal side of her comes out in that moment. Um, but I'm trying to think, like, I'm just trying to think back to you saying, like, her doing it, like, before that stuff, too. I'm, I'm trying to trying remember, to but like maybe it's just maybe it's just that scene. I don't know. Her character overall takes a backseat to things. I mean, we talked about that earlier, how, like, the kids and the new characters, you know, kind of come into play more, too. Um, I thought her character was fine. I, I think Jake certainly had more development done on him, you know, because he transitions from kind of being, like, the young you know, trying to prove himself soldier to like a protective father mm-hmm. um, and like leader. Uh, so there's definitely a shift there, but like Natiri, I mean, they had that nice scene like where they work in how like she's supposed to protect the people and she's conflicted with like leaving the forest people. Cause like her dad giving her the bow, mm-hmm. like, okay, like I could buy that, but I don't think they, at least in this one, she didn't do not nearly as much. I feel like as she did in the first one. That's just me. I mean, like, I think she had more to do in the first one than this one. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think that's just sort of, which is also weird because she didn't learn any of the stuff from the water tribe. Actually, actually, that's a good point because, yeah, you saw Jake, you know, he had to learn the kids. He learned the warrior mount. The kids learned the elu and the breathing and the breathing, which Jake, I guess, didn't learn the breathing. If they did, if he did, they didn't really show it. Yeah. Uh, and then Natiri didn't learn anything apparently because she rode on the um, her like dragon thing. Yeah, there's a word they had. They said the name for it several times. The, well, the banshees. Yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. I was thinking of the Nabi word that they used for it, like the swimming. 
oh, the one was yeah, the, was the yeah. elu, and then mm-hmm. the flying one. I don't remember what they called it, but I thought the flying one was really cool. Like the, just the new sea creatures. I, I oh, really you're talking about the warmount. I'm talking about yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about the banshee, the name oh, for okay. the banshee that the Navi used instead of banshee. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but um. Yeah, because even in the final like battle sequence, she rode on that still on the banshee. Yep. She had some. I mean, she had some cool fight scenes. I mean, like I, yeah. I, I also I did like the moment uh, earlier on the first act as well, where you know she hears the voice of Courage, you know, and she's like, "Son of a bitch!" Like that guy is still alive. And she's like, "Demon, I will kill you as many times as I need to." Like, yeah, that was a horrible impression. Uh, but <laughs> I don't. I think that was spot on. We'll just do like a side by side. <laughs> See how terrible it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. I I think Jake, his character to me was probably the more, at least for the recurring characters that came back. I I thought it was interesting. It, it, he you know he's trying to be like a protective father. I mean yeah we have to factor in that like all these years have passed. He's no longer a human, so the, you know he's not not doing the going back in and out of the Avatar mm-hmm. thing. So I thought seeing kind of how he adapted just to the Navi since being Tarup Makto uh, was cool. I thought it was also neat too, that like you, like how they showed like the surrendering of the title of leadership for that moment. Like, you know, like, mm. like that like chest cutting scene yep. they're like a leader must fall for another to, to take place. Um, I thought that was interesting. And then just like the role of being a parent, I'm sure, real parents could actually speak to this better than a guy that doesn't have kids talking about it on a podcast. Um, but I just thought interesting how your priorities change when you have a family. Right. Or at least like that's, I think what it's supposed to kind of do. Like you're not thinking about yourself as much and he just wants to keep his family safe, but also is trying to fight off this horde of humans. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting to see. And then also just how he kind of had his dynamic with his family take place. Cause he was, you know, very militaristic. Like, you know, they called him like, sir. He wasn't before. No, he seemed to become more started. Yeah. He became more, more that way because of everything. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it from like the perspective of him, right, he's trying to fight a war, but, his kids want to be a part of it. Right. So it's like, I don't know, like going into a war, like, you know, it's a completely different thing. Like you Mm -hmm. can't, like, I think you would have to make that disconnect and be able to be like, Mm -hmm. this is more important than, you know, like I can't just treat the situation like, or I can't like talk to my family like they're in a normal situation. Yeah. Like they are in the situation. Yeah. And I mean, I think he had to be mm-hmm. like, there's a scene where Natiri is like, you're being too hard on them. Yeah. And she's he's like, like, like they're not a squad. Like they're a family. Yeah. But from his perspective, it's like, they're a family squad. Uh, yeah. I don't want them to, <laughs> I don't want them to die is basically what he said. Yeah. And I also like, I didn't actually think it was all that bad to just show kind of the qualities of strong leadership in a parent role. I'm not saying that like everybody needs to like run their kids like, you know, like, hey, like you, like, you disobey direct orders. Like you don't need to do that. But I, I did think it was nice to to just see like the respect that, that they clearly had for their father. Well, they had that respect because he demanded it. Yes. And you, you don't th- so you, 
you're saying I don't think that the relationship was that way before the conflict started with the humans. Mm, okay, yeah. Actually, yeah, you're making me think about that because during all that this... montage, they show him being kind of playful. You know, he's like taking like photos with the kids, and like... I mean, they they were younger, so sure. like, yeah. maybe that's a part of it. But I don't think that the relationship was that way when mm. the when the humans weren't around. Actually, yeah, I, it's inter- it's interesting to think about. Like, it, let's say the humans just never came back, and he's just allowed to live happily. I mean, he wouldn't have treated them like that he because probably, he it, probably would have been less, definitely less of a hard ass on, that's, on that stuff. Because most of the, you know, it's the there's the yeah, exactly. Like, if if we suddenly found ourselves in you know a combat zone like that, I think that yeah. the way we viewed family and stuff would be significantly different. I know, like, from at least my point of view, if I had children, which I don't, obviously. Uh, well, I guess not, obviously. Nobody knows who I am. But <laughs> what if they're just like, what? You don't have kids. Yeah. Uh, of course, but we, like, he, thought, he sounds like he was a dad. Uh, I mean, if I was a dad and I found my family suddenly in a combat zone, like, mm. things would be, the rules would change drastically. Like, because, you know, you don't know where the enemy is going to be. You don't, you don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a constant state of readiness that has to be instilled. Right. Or like when they were hitting the, hitting the maglev or the, the train. Right. Yeah. And they wanted to go down and get the weapons or whatever. It's like, it's not a game is basically what he was getting at when they got back from that. Right. Like, you can die very easily in situations like that if you uh, aren't careful. And they were not being careful. It's true. Yeah, it just I'm I'm just kind of processing this because it is like a totally. Because yeah, I'm just thinking if there wasn't like a threat like that, and you know they're not like in an active war zone basically situation, like mm. they the whole dynamic would be completely completely different. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I, I could see is like if he were to be like a more stern father on that would be like, let's say, you know, and we have no proof of this because it's never expanded on in any of the movies. Um, like Jake Sully's dad, like beat the hell out of him as a kid and, you know, whipped well, he, him and like, you know, did like all this stuff. And he's like, oh, well, my dad did this to me. So now I'm doing this to my kids. Like, well, he had the Marine background. He had the Marine background, but it wouldn't be that. Even in the well, he didn't beat his kids. He no, treated no, them no, like no. they were soldiers. No, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I, I was just saying that like there would be no way to say that like Sully had like the hard upbringing to make him instill that on his kids. Well, I militarily think, speaking, yeah, he has that. He has that background, that which is background why to know what it's like to be a cadet. Well, that's why he treated his kids like soldiers because, yes. you know, and at the end of the day, you know, as a, as a. Them. I don't know, like, how high up in the Marines he got or whatever. But, you know, if you get into a leadership position, yeah, I mean, you have one of your responsibilities if you end up in a combat situation is getting your, your Joes out alive, right? So, like, I mean, it's even more so as a parent of the kids leading them into combat, like, he said, I think he says several times in the movie that like the father's job is to protect or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's what gives him meaning or something. Yeah. And like, there were several points in the movie where 
he was failing at that because his kids weren't listening. Like his, his youngest son would want to go off and adventure and do something, which then he failed at it, which then made him angry. And, you know, I think it's sort of the military thing. I don't know. It could be. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's interesting to think about like, just like the perspectives on like raising because, like, if we raise, grew raise kids. if we grew up in a like in a war zone, yeah. you know, like if like we the, like the, like Ukraine, like right? That. If we were if we were a kid living in Ukraine right now, like our up- upbringing would change significantly sure. over the last year, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I I would certainly, yeah, I, I, yeah. Thinking about it, even you know, just logically, if I was in a war zone and if I have kids. I'm probably going to be 10 times more protective of them. Right. And, because, and you're going to have to control what they can do and what they can't do because, you know, yeah. they go out somewhere. They'll get in the harm's way. Yeah. I mean, like likely speaking anyway. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I was curious though, if you thought, and I'm sure like, cause I found this to be like, just an interesting dilemma in the movie is like, Sully family is first for him. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's clear. But then by the end of Avatar 2, he's clearly like, all right, man, like it's war. Like this is where we're going to stand. And now it's time to fight. Do you think like he should have maybe got to that conclusion sooner of like, you know, event, like they're not going away. dude. Like you're going to have to fight them. Right. Like, do you think he could have arrived at that sooner or did you not care or think that like it just made sense that after he loses his son that now he's like fully in the fight again well so i think for sully it was sort of a conflict of like he he fought off the humans they left he probably didn't think that they were going to come back um and then i think during this movie He's sort of starting to figure out, like, they're going to keep coming. Yep. Like, they're not going to stop. And they're, you know, they are billions, right? <laughs> so, like, it's not going to, the conflict isn't going to end. It's going to be a constant. As long as Pandora is not under human control, there's going to be conflict. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a time of war, basically, for the foreseeable future. And I think he was trying to be like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. I have my family. Yeah. I want to be able to live a normal life now. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think, I think it was, I mean, it made, it made sense at least initially that like you could kind of buy the mindset of, okay, you wouldn't necessarily going to go run in the harm's way right away. Like, well, it doesn't, it's not like implausible that he's like, let me try to maybe like, I'm the target that has, you know, I'm the person that they're trying to kill. Maybe if I draw them away from everybody, they'll, they'll just kind of go away. Well, they weren't, I think he was taking the approach of like, as a person, I mean, imagine, you know, you, uh, you know, join the military, you go fight your war, you, you you win, you, you know, deal with all that, right? And then the war kicks up again and you're sort of forced into a position of fighting it. But, you know, in the gap there, you went, you went, you had kids, you had, you started a family. 
like you're in, into a different chapter of your life and you, you want that chapter mm-hmm. and you want to finish it out, you know, but you get interrupted and you're like trying to hold on to that chapter, I think is sort of like what he's doing is he doesn't want to let go of the idea of being able to live a life with your family and just yeah. have a normal, normal day to day life now. But he doesn't have a choice. And I feel like that's actually visually represented too. Now that you say that in the scene towards the end where they, they lay their son to rest and they kind of have, he kind of has like that last moment where he connects to like the underwater spirit tree and sort of like sees his like boyhood and stuff. And, you know, kind of knows, I felt like that was like his like kind of rationale of like this, this chapter, like you said, is, it's done. Come, it's come to a close, and like now we have to face what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about it like that. But I think I think you know he's sort of forced into you know being a war leader again. It's it. You know that's an interesting thing to think about too. Where it's like I, I like I as a person, Kyler. Like I'm pretty. If you can avoid a war, that's probably best. You know, like mm-hmm. war generally to me is not great, mm-hmm. but. You know, even in like if we are putting it in the avatar situation, it's like it's easier said than done because if you have a completely dominating force that's just, you know, diplomacy is not on the table. Like, I, I don't think the Navi can just be like, hey. I uh, mean, there was a point where it was. Yes. And the humans sort of ruined that. They sure did. If you go back a couple hundred years, maybe not even a couple hundred, you know, there is similar things happening on earth right well not even you know 20 years ago or whatever but you know some country has something that some other country wants so they come up with a war to be able to go get whatever they want right they actually have that moment i remember in the first movie where like he takes like the navi textbook he's like this is how it's done when people when someone else is sitting on your shit and and you want it you come up with a reason to start a war and there you go yep um and i mean that's sort of like they had the opportunity in the first one to diplomatically figure it out figure out a way to get their unobtainium it would have taken longer sure but you know time is short time is money yep uh so you know war it was then they lost they regrouped on Earth, and they're like, "Yeah, now we don't have a choice because our planet's gone, basically." Yeah, and so they, you know, were like we're gonna take Pandora then instead, uh, which I guess is the only reason they came back, uh, at least according to what the woman general said, right? Yeah, I mean, they didn't really like get obviously into specifics of like she just says Earth is dying, but there's not like. A follow-up of like why it's dying how it's dying what the resource well i mean i think that came from well they weren't they weren't looking for a resource they were looking for space that's all they were looking for yeah because i suppose that's just more from like the extended cut because earth looks super crowded yeah and in that first one yeah yeah that makes sense um i still wonder what the hell they're gonna do with the whale goop what are they gonna do with that? I don't think it's gonna be. It's a just thing. nothing. Just I think pl- I think device. it was just a plot device, and I don't think Gets it'll come up again. Yeah. Same thing with the unobtainium. <laughs> it what was, happens if you it was combine... a huge thing in the first movie, and then the second movie they were like, yeah, instead of unobtainium, we get this goop from the whale brain. I feel like you they, know? they they gave it a name. 
I feel like yeah, I, they, I mean, they I'm called it something. I'm calling it whale goop. They called but. it something <laughs> once. It was started with like an A. I did. Maybe. You know, I will say this now. Let's let's just say let's just say whale goop is a complete plot device, and it's just kind of a throwaway scene to just justify them being there, right? Let's just no. Say. That's not why they were there. The, the the whale goop wasn't why they were there. They were using the whale goop to fund building the things. Right, 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 right. But I I just I want to go with that scene quick and say that there was something in there that I did appreciate. Okay, the whale goop aside, I did like that. After all that trouble, Spider kind of rightfully points out, you're just gonna like waste, oh, waste the rest. The rest. Of, like, yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. The hell are you like? It, you're gonna do all that for this and just kind of pitch the rest of this thing. Yep. I felt like that was a pretty clear message and certainly commentary of the wasteful nature of people of like, oh, yeah. you just want to kind of not even worry about the cleanup of the rest of this. We're consumers. Make a, yeah. Make a big mess. We're consumers. You know, I feel like I'm a consumer. Yeah. You are too. Yep. Are we helping the problem? No. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about I mean, it here. I, like, I don't think that... I'm not going to hunt whales. I don't think the problem, again, I think I said something similar in the first podcast, but I don't think the problem starts with individuals. Too many people? Well, corporations. The corporations strive to feed the individual, but if the corporations, you know, the corporations can change what they're doing uh, to, you know, yeah, we might, might, make things a little bit more expensive or whatever. And they're trying to do that with, you know, I don't know. They have, uh, organic stuff now. So they're not, I guess, I don't know what goes on in organic stuff. I'd just buy whatever. I'm a human garbage disposal basically. (laughs) Um, and you know, maybe I can consume more, uh, responsibly. Uh, but like they don't use, like as many fertilizers and uh, pesticides, I think, for organic foods, um, which then results in, you know, less insects and stuff dying from, yeah, like bees. Uh, there's, you know, a bunch of fertilizers and insecticides that also affect bees, but we want bees. Bees are good. Um, I'm afraid of them. Why? But, but they are, I, I mean, they're good, but I'm afraid of them. Yeah. Why? Uh, they're kind of scary. Like I, I've never been stung by one and like, there's a fear of being stung by them. And I just, I, I have like a weird thing with like creatures getting in my personal space. I probably got to get over that. Cause I mean, I'm at the age where a grown man should probably not be afraid of a bee. Yeah, but I also want to clarify too, just on the subject of my own fear and I'm addressing it to the, to you, everybody. Um, it's not just like a bee. Like usually, like like if it was like a bumblebee, I probably will not freak out. Like I will see it and be like, "Oh, that, that is a bumblebee, and it's there." But like if it's like a hornet or a wasp, well, like, just leave it alone. It, yeah, but like I, I get weird. Like if I if I go into what I consider to be like its proximity, I feel like it's just gonna like. What is its proximity? I don't know, a few feet. Like you know, like it's it's like on the wall, and like I have to ninety percent of the time. Like insects like that are not gonna hunt you out like the only ones that will are like mosquitoes and ticks maybe i completely i will completely acknowledge that my fear of this is not based on ration like rational thinking like Like, like this is they would not benefit from being close to you i don't think they would no but it's, (laughs) it's definitely just something in my head and 
I probably got to get over it one day. But if you ever like are around me and there's a bee around, you'll probably have a good laugh because my reaction is scream are, like a little girl. I've been well, I've been told it's <laughs> comical. Like I, I make a production. I run, make a loud noise. You know, <laughs> flee. <laughs> Where were we at? Because we were talking about we were talking about something else before. We were talking about you know uh, consumerism. Consumerism, yeah. Uh, on Earth, and I mean that's sort of what led, basically, what led to. Uh, earth dying as they say yeah i mean just it's sort of a parallel and just... it's sort of a parallel with real life yeah. although um do you think cameron ever like whether it's the first one or second one or any of these sequels we know that he has uh, messages of you know clear protect the environment nurture it you know respect it like that's apparent right yeah but i also wonder if there is messages that are maybe not as loud as the others that have to deal with like living with less. Like maybe he would prefer people to like, Oh, I'm be sure. Comfortable having far less in their lives. I than, mean, that's sort of what more. Jake did, right? He went from, well, not quite, I guess. Cause I don't think he had a ton to begin with, but I mean, he certainly made his life more simplistic by yes. living the way of the Navi versus, how the humans in that movie are all depicted living, basically just consuming, 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 and, and not really doing anything for the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I hope for like this new movie, like people that watch it, like the ocean, like there's ocean, con- there's clear ocean conservation messages, just like in the first one, kind of saving the forest and stuff like that. I, I hope people get those messages. Some of it's pretty, you know, on the nose, some of the messaging I think is subtle, but either way, I still think it's effective. Like I found the message messages in this movie to be effective. Like just the things that correlated back to reality. I mean, I, I think I mentioned this in the first podcast too, that I don't really, uh, I usually don't read into things in movies a whole lot, but like thinking back on the movie, I can see a lot of the messages. Like, I don't know. I feel like there wouldn't be a single person who would watch, you know, when they were hunting the tukun and, you know, we're like, yeah, this is great that they're doing this. Like, I don't think there's a single person that <laughs> would look well, at that like, situation and be like, yeah, you know, I, I fully support what they're doing here. Like, no, I don't think anyone okay. in their right mind would. You say know that. what though? There's probably that one person that's does it for a living like they hunt fish and they're like my my I'm a third generation whale killer and well this is yeah good. but you know they they like I, it I don't think I don't think even that they enjoy doing it I would hope not they're like, they're like the scientists they're like oh, I got to drink myself to death every night cuz of uh, well, killing the whales We say that but I don't know I don't know I think there's also a doing it in the manner that they were doing it and yeah. using what they were using from it. Cause I think even the whales that are hunted now, yeah. I think they use most of it. I mean, from my perspective, that's what I would assume. There's a good chance that I am grossly incompetent and, uh, ignorant, I guess would be the right name or word. I'll say this. I don't think you're incompetent, but also like, I think I'm ignorant to the situation. Certainly ignorance on both our parts on this particular subject, I would say. And also I just frankly have not done the research 
myself to know like, about how devastating probably illegal whale hunting is I could, which i would assume most of that stuff is illegal but probably. it still probably happens anyway but i guess i was like going and thinking about you know people who hunt deer and oh, right. uh or pheasant or whatever and it's like uh i mean there is a most people that do that i think have a large amount of respect for wildlife and uh while they are ending something's life i think that they have a respect for mm-hmm. um for wildlife they you know they have to buy their tags and they have to do you know all these things but and all that money well, goes back into conservation like your fishing licenses and all that like oh really yeah i mean that goes goes to the iowa dnr or okay, yeah, I, you I, know i didn't know that um, so like they help fund conservation stuff. Um, Interesting. and you know, if people didn't hunt deer, there'd be, you know, a massive overpopulation. Yeah. Uh, if people didn't, you know, but I think with this sort of thing, it's a different situation where like they are, cause I think most hunters do not do what they did in that where they, you know, take one thing and then leave the rest. Uh, I think that, I don't know. Well, and it also seems like at least for that, that whale, the, the, you know, the first one that they, they, they go after, I feel like the hunters that you're kind of describing, like in the real world, you know, the ones that are conscious of like, you know, what their hunting does to the environment and everything like that. I also feel like they're usually respectful about how they're executing the animal, meaning like they don't want it to suffer. Right. Like they, 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 they want to do like it you don't as ethically take, as possible. Correct. Like Whereas, you don't want to take a shot on a deer right. if you don't, if you're not confident that you're going to take it down. Yeah. Whereas I would say these people could care less about how violently they take the whale down. Like, I think they're fine with shooting as many harpoons in it as possible. Like the, just hoping that it stops moving. The Aussie, you know, with the harpoon, uh, he did not have a respect for, for them Eh, at all. Seemed like a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's, he's probably an okay dude, but he does not have any, like there is no, like, I don't feel bad about this at all. Like he no. did not care. He must just be like, he strikes me as like one of those people, the nondescript Australian guy that I don't even think he has a character name. If he, if he does, I think I they mi- might if have, he does, I missed it. It, it is not important. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he struck me as like one of those guys where it's like, he's always like, just wakes up in the morning in a bad mood. Doesn't even want to do his job, but likes the money and yes. just kind of is doing what he wants to do but just is like kind of a dick to everybody around him like uh, that's the vibe i got i wouldn't want to work with a guy like that i also just I don't, don't want to hunt whales I, yeah i would not do that no final thoughts that you got on avatar the way of water before we shut this thing down uh i recommend it um well i guess was it worth the I don't want to say was it worth the wait because it's not it's not a matter of that. But like, would you say that? I mean, I've seen it for, three times, so <laughs> right. But like, for how long you waited? I mean, like, do you think it gave you? I mean, obviously, like enough. I mean, you you're a fan of the movie, but like, were you wanting anything more aside from just some of those plot things that you mentioned? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the only the only negatives I think I really saw were, you know, questions I had with the plot. Um, like, it always, like, sort of, like, lazy writing stuff always seems to, like, pop out at me. Like, um, the fact that there wasn't, there wasn't anything in the first that hinted at a second, like, everything that happened in the second movie, like, right. was all started in the second movie. Like, every plot device to draw, to, to drive the plot of the second movie happened in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Like. So you would have essentially just kind of go, I, and, I know, and I know you touched on this before, like, you would have liked to have seen just a bit more direct carryover yeah. of stuff from the first one yeah. to like continue. Because the first movie zero questions at the end of the movie. There was no yeah, I mean it felt very complete at the there end. There was the, no, you know Yeah. No question, no cliffhanger, no anything. No. The only the main reason I was looking forward to a sequel is yeah. the visuals. Like sure. You know. And I don't know. I think that if they I guess yeah. You never know. I guess is the. I'm I'm overall very happy with the movie. I think it's I mean, a great movie. Yeah, I've seen it twice in theaters. You've seen it three times in theaters. Um, I'll definitely buy it when it comes out because I'm sure on 4K or eventually who knows 8K if I ever upgrade to these things, like it'll look stunning on a home theater. I know that almost certainly. Um, so I felt I felt like it was worth it for that, and I'm also just happy to be back in the world of Pandora because I really like the world of the movie. So something I read, uh, between the last podcast and this, this recording is, uh, apparently there's been like communities of people that felt depressed after seeing the first movie. <laughs> like did, they, I, I uh, see that. I was like, like, a, like a seasonal affective disorder. Like, yeah. Like, like but they get so used to Pandora. They're like, now I'm not in Pandora. Yeah. That's sad. What did you think about that? I mean, I thought it was kind of goofy, <laughs> but, uh, I'm like, I know Avatar is like definitely like the benchmark when it comes to pure escapist filmmaking. Like it's like that oh, yeah. so far removes you from anything assembling reality. I mean, I get that, but that that's also like, I don't know. I mean, I, I know Avatar is unique in some senses, but there's been other science fiction movies that are like really pretty. Or yeah, I you know, I mean I thought it was sort of goofy. Uh, I mean I think it's goofy. I'm, I'm I agree with you. It's, but, it's goofy. Uh, I, I, I definitely. I'll say this: the first time I saw it, it was a wintry mix of a kind of crappy weather out. Mm-hmm. And I admit, when I got out, I was like, ah oh, man, like you know, it kind of stinks. To, I, I wish I could be in the warm waters of Pandora. That looks like a nice swim, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't get depressed and get sad about it. Yeah, I don't think. Uh... No movie I guess I've yet to see has that kind of power. I don't know. Did you see time. Marley and Me? Yeah, it's it's a, re- I actually it's like that sad. movie. You, you know, let me uh, <laughs> hang on. Okay, I know I got I got to end this podcast here in a second, but like, yeah, how long have we been going here? T- yeah, how long have we been going? Well, the, the timer says hour and forty, uh, but since there's probably been a few things cut. Yeah, there's uh, going to be some cuts. So made probably closer to an hour and a half. I bet. On the subject of Marley and me, just really quick, I actually have seen that movie a couple of times. I just think overall it's a pretty good movie. But when someone, when someone like always says like, "Oh my god, it's so sad," I only saw oh it my once. god, it's a lot. Some some people it's just, did. Because it's just a do- dog died. That, that's 
the dog sad. the dog dies but i want to i want to say this for the minority of people that have this opinion because i i feel like this is this could be considered a controversial opinion on this movie sure. okay sure so here we go i didn't find the ending sad to like the extent of like the dog died like yes i felt very sad like when it happens in the movie like it was a pretty overall well done emotional scene but i don't say completely sad because the dog lives a completely full life it is loved it is well totally fair and it sort of shows like the circle of life that kind of happens with the life of a pet and how much impact it can have and i would largely argue that after the dog dies it's ending still on a high note showing how much good that dog did for the family. So can I really say that the ending is like, Oh, it's so sad. It's like, it'd be sad if like the dog died at like age two and it was like, but like it lived the full life. Yeah. This Am I heartless for this? I don't know. I just, I had to get that out there. I've never, I've never openly talked about that before. So you just kind of got me on a subject. Got it off your chest. You feel better. I, I do. Yeah, it's good. It's out there. People know what I think about Marley and me. Anyway. Anyway. We, well, Avatar, The Way of Water. I recommend you, you go see still, it. Yeah. I think Probably will be for a while. Yeah. yeah um, definitely a good while. And thankfully, we're not going to have to wait another like decade for the sequel. It'll come out in December of 2024. So we'll but, be fine. Yeah, go see it. Recommend 3D if you're uh, I've a fan of 3D. A, I've only seen it in 3D, I guess. So I, I don't know what the normal one looks like i'm sure it still looks great but i'm sure but i yeah the 3d is good um yeah i don't really have anything else to say about this but i will say kyler uh thanks for being here no no problem how is this compared to the first one that's less nervous less nervous i think this one was probably better than the first one i mean the first time's always like yeah you never know but i I thought you did good we we had we had some fun 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 conversation talking about some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure listening to the playback, I'll be like, "What the hell?" But yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for coming back. You're welcome to be back uh, any other time. Uh, we'll probably, probably in two years. Two years. <laughs> I was gonna say you'll just be my my sole avatar. Guy. You're the one avatar guy. Yeah. Oh Jesus. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll catch everybody in the next episode. And if I haven't uh, said it already, because I can't remember if I said it in the last episode I recorded, happy official New Year, and hope things work out well for you and anybody that you care about this year. Take care. Goodbye.